Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Your number one stop for stellar reviews of volumes, arcs or stories that us or yourselves choose. You can find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook and Twitch and the replay on all podcast networks. Take a seat, get yourselves and your opinions ready as it's time to join the herd. But first, please put your hands together for your hosts, Shane, Phil, Scott, and Martin, as they kick off this week's discussion. Hello, hello, welcome, welcome all uh, to uh, another fun, sure to be exciting talk about a comic book this week on the Nerd Her Comic Book Club. Thank you for everyone who's joining us live. Thanks for everyone who's watching the replay, and thanks for everyone who listens on the podcast. Just a little bit of a tangent, actually, came on, came to my head. I want to say it. I read today that there's like four million podcasts worldwide. Yeah, and half of them have three or more episodes, and seven hundred twenty thousand of them have more than ten episodes. We're in like hundred and thirty something, and we're here we're, every week, every yeah. Wednesday, without fail. We're like in the top twenty-five percent. We must be, surely. That's great for us and great for, for you guys, the listeners. Two, we've got so much content. So much content. Quality content. And more to thing. come. If you are new here, you come across this on YouTube, you come across this on Instagram. There's a whole back catalogue of, of podcasts and books we've read and live streams and celebration parties and all sorts of stuff. The Nerdhood Omnibus, if you will. Oh, I like that. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So I, I want a bit of a tangent there. Apologies for that, but I'm not really apologizing. But we'll get into the book for this week. Uh, what we are reading, uh, what we have read, is Invincible, Volume 1, Family Matters. And it is by Robert Kirkman, he of Walking Dead fame. Um, art by Corey Walker, who I don't know what else he's done. Colors is Bill Crabtree. And this is from 2003 um, from Image Comics. Uh, I say we read this, but it feels like we didn't. Like I feel like I opened the book, turned about three or four pages, and then it ended. You know, and that was it done. So quick, super yeah. super quick. I feel like I, I haven't got a full story, but we'll get into that more um, as we go along for this next hour. Um, joining us live here on YouTube, we have Sean uh, panels and a half pipe, Ethan Peeps. Sean was with us last week for the White Knight, and he has this book I know, so hopefully he's right along and willing to jump into this conversation. Uh, Liam, the Funky Gibbons, Heidi Ho, Kevin is here. It's an evening all. Steve, uh, evening lads. I know he's read this week as well. Oh, yeah. And Sean's just saying, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I don't think this will take top spot. Finish this in 20 minutes. I, I mean, it's funny because, Scott, today you put an Instagram, you know, the shortest read of the year plenty of time yeah. to read this book and still join in for tonight's live show yeah. i think you could have put that out 15, you know, 15 minutes ago and still people <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be able to make yeah. it I, I, by, by sean's maths i could have put it out at 10 past nine and yeah. he would have read it and still being able to join and have a but, good time and, and we'll get into this of course more but does that make it a bad thing do, do no. think, like, i don't think so no. well I, I have a theory i mean Okay, we'll get into it, but do you know what I never see in comic book shops is the trade paperback for this. Very rarely see the actual paperback. Mm. I think MH focused very much on these Ultimate Collection hardcovers, which is issues 1 to 13. And I think that's what they're trying to pump out and promote more because right. I would yeah. imagine you would go, you're going to get more of the story in this. Obviously, you're going to get more of the story. There's more, there's more issues. <laughs> but yeah. you know what I'm trying to say. It, it feels like a more complete volume. Without, without trying to put anyone off, I think if they if you just picked up this volume, you're gonna go, is that worth it? Like four issues, you speed through them, you don't get that much story, but you get enough to go, okay, I do want to read on. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, so maybe that's why they're trying to push that, you know, thirteen issues over four, because maybe they're worried maybe people won't buy volume two if we just give them these four issues. Yeah. Possibly. Um, well, the four issues, very briefly, what they're about is we have Mark Grayson, who uh, his father is a alien, essentially like Superman, 
um, in this universe. He's an alien, comes to Earth, and he has superpowers. And at one point, he will also have powers of his own. Don't know what they are, what strength they are, but all of a sudden, when he's working his little burger job, he's throwing the trash out into the trash can. Instead of throwing it into the bin, he throws it like, into the air. His powers have suddenly landed. Um, so we follow him, you know, get the suit, think of his name, you know, meeting some peeps along the way, uh, some other Teen Titan esque um, colleagues, and uh, all along there's this teacher who is abducting students, and they're getting blown up um, at malls and various other places where students hang out for various reasons, and that's it. That's the first four issues of this book. Um, of course, you, you see the family dynamic. Of course, it's called Family Matters, and the kind of kind of start to see the impact it has on the mum who has to watch mm. her husband and her son go out to fight uh you know otherworldly battles and so on um yeah and that's it in a nutshell really um martin i know you have this collection as well um i, I think i think all four of us in the same boat we all watched the anim the animated show first on amazon prime before we read this that made me want to read this I assume we're all maybe in the same boat that that made us want to read this more as well. Yeah, but Martin, what did you think? Well, this is my first time diving into it, so I went into it with a little bit of an open mind. But I just felt like this particular trade, it felt like a introduction, an interlude, sort of a um, a long one shot to tease you for the series of what's to come. So it was enough to make me want to read more. But unfortunately, we can only judge it upon these four issues, which makes it a little bit difficult, especially after seeing the show. You know what's to yeah. come. You know what they've done with it, and you know how they delivered the intro. It just, I felt like little bits that were important that they gave us in the TV show, we missed in these four issues. Yeah. So. I think so. The call this volume one, like you say, there wasn't like the big moments that after watching the show, you expect, like you said. And I, I, I am left feeling a little bit empty. And I also struggled to not read past issue four because we could have easily done that. Like 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. I had this whole book knocked out, you know, the whole 13 <laughs> issues. But the problem with that is we our, our score, our judgment might be skewed because of that. So you're right. We're only judging the first four issues. So disclaimer, if it doesn't sound that good from what we're saying, don't, don't listen to us this time. Go and read more issues, then make a judgment. This... I think, sorry, I think you were correct, Phil, when you said that they're not giving the trades out anymore. They're pushing the OHCs. They're pushing the compendiums. They've announced the library editions, which are two of the OHCs together. Mm -hmm. This is something mm -hmm. I think you're going to experience a hell of a lot more content from, you know, the better story from the more you read. This is why I think you're not seeing the trades anymore. And the, the fact that it, it, there's 144 issues plus spin-off you know yeah. uh, series as well like there's obviously something here mm. we just i don't think this volume does a good job initially of showing that shane you're very quiet I'm trying to be nice <laughs> <laughs> don't say anything at all is it is that the... I, it was just it was a ridiculously quick read um i didn't expect it to be this quick. I mean, you open it and it's, it is nearly 200 pages. Like when you open it, um, and you think, okay, I'm down for a good hour of reading here, but it just flies by. There's just not a lot, not a lot happens, which I was surprised by for a first trade, even a first issue, really. I mean, I know he gets his powers and blah, 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 but it, it just didn't feel like I know he saved one kid who was going to explode and they stopped the guy, but that's all that really happened. There was nothing sprinkled throughout to give you any clue. I mean, obviously, we've all watched the show, so we know what's to come. Spoilers. I mean, the show's a good, what, two years, three years old at this point, so you're not really spoiling anything. I'm not going to say yeah. it. No, yeah, it's like a year. Yeah, really? Yeah. It's still, still a long time. You haven't watched the show. <laughs> I watched that ages ago. I... But um, yeah, like you know what's to come, and none of that was sprinkled in this book. Not not with a look, not with a, a, a phone call or a, a secret rendezvous, or you know anything at all to sprinkle anything about Omni Man throughout the book. Until the last page, 
the last page was actually the best part of the story. Oh, that freaks me out. I've got it open right now, and I'm just like, I don't like this last page. It makes me feel weird. Why? Just because of like how traumatic Omni-Man's experience sounded. And then his wife just goes, Oh, that's nice. Who's ready for dessert? And like for some reason that like that chilled me. Like <laughs> I was like, this family is tapped. And, um and it's because of that though makes me think that there's obviously more to come yeah. with this. That she's she's like numb to this, the idea that her husband and I her son's going to fight crime or whatever else. Like she's numb to the whole thing, but really inside she's screaming out loud. Yeah, like you know I, I kind of felt like this unhinged kind of feeling going on like the only other time in this book that i felt that was when um they found one of the the boys with the bomb and he had one second to go on it and only man just threw him into the sky and <laughs> let him blow up and carried on and i'm like that's so like messed up there's no like remorse there's no like oh i did what i had to do to save you know 10 people over one that kind of thing whatever but i was like they just don't touch on it at all. It was like, Dad, I knew him from school. Oh, okay, whatever, let's go do this next thing. And they just yeah, moved on. I, like I, so, I think so tapped. But that's the thing though. I mean, you're following Grayson and you're like you're mm. you're seeing the world through his eyes, you're experiencing it through him. So if he doesn't see anything out of the ordinary with that, then me as a reader, I don't see anything out of the ordinary. Mm. That's just what Omni Man does. You know, had he pulled him aside. Or had he yeah. gone to go to catch him and Omni-Man pulls him back because he's about to explode? Just something to show that Omni-Man's actions are a little bit... Yeah. But I, I, I like the... Oh, wait there. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me get it. Let me get it. I like the interpretation in this, um, in this one, uh, in, in that scenario, to be honest, because I just... I, I like that nothing happened around that scene it was just this happened and off it went and for me then i was like oh no like this is a bad see, this is a bad guy yeah but see for me grayson is meant to be the good guy he's meant to be the hero mm. that you root for and yeah. if he doesn't care if he's okay with just throwing people away to explode you know because you know damn well superman would not have done that oh, superman no. would not be okay with that and would not have done that yeah but he's only had his powers for like two weeks or something this point no and but, he, but he's known he's, yeah but he's known his dad is a superhero yeah. for x amount of years he was a little kid when he told mm. him so he would know and he would know the difference he would know right from wrong he would know that it's not okay to throw someone into the sky who's about to explode but then he does it himself at the beginning of the book you know yeah, and he was like, the bad guy but again superman would never do that superman would never throw lex Luthor into <laughs> In the sky to explode. He should, though. Yeah, he should. <laughs> the hero, heroes don't do that. Some that well, what the moment well, he's got a bad role model, isn't he? Um, just want to say hello, Connie has joined us. What's up, nerds? You can use that this week because I host and I don't need to do that. So, yeah. uh, she is saying that it felt like Book Zero of Firepower, a good intro mm -hmm. to the world that didn't actually give any real depth. Uh, I'll read on, but if I didn't know such good things about the story, I wouldn't. And this is the yeah. thing, that's what I'm clinging on to as well. Like The fact that there's 144 issues, the fact that there's an Amazon Prime show, the fact that there's a lot of people within the community who, whose opinions I trust mm -hmm. rate this book makes me want to read on more than this book itself, if you know what yeah. I mean. Like, I'm expecting like, more down the line, but if, I, if you give me this volume on its own and I knew nothing about it and said read this, I don't think I don't think I would read on. If my maths is right, we have read less than 3% of the whole story. Um, wow. I'm not going to do the math to, to, to <laughs> verify that. So I, I think that's right. It sounds good. Yeah. But but if you yeah, were reading yeah. it as single issues, like how would you feel then? Um, if you picked up the first issue and then you picked up the second and you got to the third, like would you continue? Would you have back in two thousand three? See, it's hard to judge. Like by today's yeah. standards, if I was read like reading this book today, I wouldn't have continued. I if I had picked up issue one off the shelf, I probably wouldn't have got issue two. If I'm being honest, but back in two thousand three, with the selection that we had back then, you know, then of like you, 
how how many like I don't know what Image Comics was like back then. You know, did it have, have much coming out? Well, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So we didn't yeah. have much choice outside the main two. So back yeah. in 2003, mm-hmm. you're kind of when forced was, to stick with it. When was the Walking Dead? Was it was it the late 90s or was that early 2000s? Any you guys know? Top of your head. I'm just Probably thinking because be before this. Yeah, because Robert Kirkman would have been a name at this point. And Robert Kirkman, if you've if you've watched the documentary on him, like he was a, like a fan who approached I think Eric Larson with a story about zombies and aliens and got on to like the image board. Like the image people were created by ex Marvel artists. Like he like, forced himself in into that and is now like a shareholder. So I think his name maybe carries this book a little bit too. There's people who would follow him and they'll continue to follow this book because of him. Possibly. I've got 2003 for The Walking Dead, just to clarify it. Hmm. So uh, it's weird that these both came out in 2003 then, because and they both spawned really long, long runs of, of issues. But so maybe at that point, he didn't he hadn't made a name for himself, but maybe it was one of those ones. He's a young up and coming writer, so everyone followed him, stuck with this, and then hopefully, I'm assuming you get the payoff later on. Yeah, I, think so I was... want to know what issue the big twist happens. You know, mm. like what issue number? Then uh, I would like to read up to that to see how they get to that big twist. I haven't read it, but I read Goodreads, as I do most weeks, to get a, a vibe of what the thing is. And somebody had said that you really need to read the first 12 issues of this to get what you would normally get in the first volume. So you'll, you'll... It makes sense. It makes sense then why the OHCs are pushed so much. Yeah. Because that's the chunk you need mm-hmm. to get a good feel for the story to want to buy more. And I just mm-hmm. want, you know, what you said before about buying it in singles. If this was the only superhero book that you were going to get outside the big two, you know, for something a little bit fresh, you know, you would have given it a little bit of a go, you know, 10, 20 issues maybe if the story progressed, you know, and obviously if it does pick up around 12. Yeah, but that's a whole year. Imagine waiting a year for a twist to happen in a book. Like, that's a that's long true. time. Speaking of the twist, Liam is uh, well, Liam is spreading rumours. Is it true that the publisher pushed the creators to move the twist forward because readers were losing interest? And Kevin mm. said he heard this. Whether it's true or not, possibly. And I, I can see by if, if you're reading single issues that you would get quite bored with this if nothing was happening. You give it a few chances, but then you think, give me something... To get my teeth into and maybe that's why they did push it forward but we can't talk about that because it didn't happen in these first <laughs> so. yeah um stay is in the uh you heard somewhere the first season of the show was based on the first hardcover volume um hope so uh, i mean that, that, that will give us what like 12 is it 12 books or 10 books 12 12 i guess like 12 seasons of the animated show that'd be great Mm. Well, um, <laughs> some more comments here. Sean saying there was no real substance to the story, in all honesty. Uh, but Kevin said it felt like old school superhero books to begin with. Like you could pick up a single issue and get the story straight from the off. Mm. I I totally agreed with Connie, um, and I even thought of that myself um, before, before she put the comment up. So she beat me to it. Um, but yeah, to me, this was like a pilot episode. This was like book zero of Firepower. Um, it's just like some sort of prelude, you know, something to, you know, just introduce you to the characters and a little bit of a gist of the kind of things we may come up against and then um, stuff like that. So I'm assuming the whole twist with Omni-Man comes later on and that was planned and that wasn't like, you know, going, oh, I'll just write this in. That's a good idea, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but my problem with the pace of this book, it was really fast. And one part of me is like, I don't mind that it was that fast because it's an action book. There's quite a lot of action in it and it's quite cool. And then, you know, the writing purposefully slows us down when we get to like the school scenes where there's discussions and talks. But then I found like the paneling was just too big. Yeah. The panels were too big and they could have like... Very basic. Yeah, like... You know, yeah, just plain colours, and yeah, they, they could have squashed them down. They could have added more. They could have written yeah. more pages in and stuff like that. But um, I don't know what that would have, how that would have affected the overall story. Would there have been 
120 issues altogether would have been the exact same story, just less issues. Um, how would it have gone? But yeah. and that yeah. uh, that brings us seamlessly onto the art, I suppose. Um, and I agree because the panels, like, there was no like they weren't dynamic. Like we've talked before about how we like things coming out of panels and mm. go across different panels and whatever else. That it it did seem very generic and basic in a way that what you said about the pilot episode that's how pilot episodes in terms of TV shows would seem very bare bones, they don't invest too much money in it and then once yeah. it comes hit then they put the money into it, I feel like this is maybe that Like they're not trying at the minute to put too much into the book, they just want to get something over the line to get people intrigued enough to buy more issues and I think was it before we came live we, we talked about the change of artists so Ryan Otley is known for being the main artist on this. Of course, he didn't do any of this because Corey Walker does these. Is it the first eight, did you say, Martin? First eight seven. First seven, seven issues. issues. And then Ran Otley comes, and I believe Ran Otley draws the entire series right to the end. And, oh. uh, you know, I'm a fan of Ran Otley for what his, his more recent Marvel stuff, anyway. So I'm already looking forward to the change of artist. Not that I think this is bad. I just think no one but Ryan Otley does, and the fact that we know he does the rest of the series, I just want to get to that point now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But overall, like you mentioned, the, the big panels, the kind of bland colours. What's what were your guys' thoughts? It, it was it was like you know you could buy those comic books that are just blank, and you can draw your own comic book inside, and they're just six panel pages throughout. Mm. That's what it felt like. Like someone just bought a paint by numbers blank comic book and just kept it as six by six panels and kept everything square and flat and central on the page it just there was nothing spectacular about the layout or anything in this book visually for me Ke no. kev is maybe dropping knowledge bomb here he says uh, <laughs> his, his fact oh it's fact about the artwork was this was spec work for cory walker so he wasn't being paid that's mm. why the art may not have been so great. It was good enough. You know? Yeah, it was, it was, it was <laughs> it good enough. Bad. Yeah. I mean, if it's free, I'd take art like this for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But maybe that is the case. Like, well, I'm not going to do everything for free. I'm going to leave my best work for my paid work, you know. So that, yeah, that, that could possibly be an excuse that I, I'm okay with. Um, Pete, Triple G Comics is here. Turn one up, nerds. Hey, Pete. But yeah, do what I've written down, and I think we mentioned it before too, with the art, is the two dotted eyes happens quite a few times, and I know Shane is a huge fan of that. That's awesome. loves it. You just draw the two dots for eyes, and that's it. And the noses, every one, well, not every nose, but most noses had like this little circle, like at the tip mm. of the nose. And once you see it, I couldn't unsee it, and oh, it really annoyed no. me. Oh, I come can... on, I didn't... Oh. <laughs> I just now noticed this. Yeah. Uh... Every finger, every knuckle, every elbow is a spiral. Oh, just a spiral. No. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> is, is that what Kevin's saying there about not getting paid? Is he, is he just kind of like winging it and just kind of doing things quickly to get something on paper? You know, that kind of way, rather than putting his best effort into it? Or maybe I'm just, you know, talk about loud here if he did put better work into it he might have been kept on for the entire series yeah i mean if this was his spec work if he was doing this to get attention of his artwork then he didn't then you would want to put your best foot forward wouldn't you even if you're doing it for nothing if it will lead to more work you'll do as good a job as you would on any other paid job because if someone looked at that and said you know he's doing this to get attention and you look at it and you go well i then don't want him on my book you know i'll find someone else yeah. someone who's willing to put a bit more work in but if he you know, Alex roster every page, and you'll be like, "Wow, he did that for free. What's he going to do when I pay him per page?" Kev said he could have had other paid work to do at the same time. This is possible. You have to get your priorities correct, I suppose. Um, in all fairness, like the artwork again, and it's hard not to compare it to the t the animated show, but it's kind of what I expected for the majority of things we're looking at here. Obviously, the noses and the the two dotted eyes and things like that. Or really off body, but other than that, it was okay. It was fine. Martin, 
agree. Yeah, but, but yeah, possible. Uh, it wasn't. I wasn't expecting to be blown away, um, but I was expecting. Now you're pointing little things out, like the squiggles, and I kind of see it now. It's uh, it's actually bugging me now while I'm flicking through some pages. You see how I'm looking at them now. It's just <laughs> seething. Yeah. yeah, it's just. I, it's just I understand Kev's reasoning, you know, like the justification for that. But you know, I bet mm. he's obviously kicking himself now, considering how popular this series went to the point where he got his own animated series. You know, maybe if you put a bit more effort on it, he would have got past seven issues. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if anyone in the chat happens to know why they changed it, was it to do with the fact that they just preferred someone different to do it, or was there any other issues? Let us know if you if you happen to know. Just drop a comment. Um, I didn't make this up beforehand. I just assumed that they wanted better artists, and Ren Otley is slightly better than than this, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, what I thought as well with the art, I, I'm not too sure. I like the action scenes in the art. It seemed quite what's the word like stagnant. Like they weren't really dynamic there wasn't a lot happening it was just like they're in this, like a superhero pose there's a bit of a blast and that's it there wasn't a lot of you know action motion the action yeah uh, yeah exactly and yeah. like that irks me at times because again i don't know how to do that um how easy that would be for an artist but I imagine if this is your profession you should be able to do this um yeah i think i missed out on that as well I agree with that. I'm just looking for a few pages. I'm, I keep going back looking at pages now, but you're right. I'm seeing a few little examples of motion, but there's more without it. It is very static. Some of the some of the images reminds me of Saga. I think that was one of my biggest gripes with the artwork for Saga is how still everything felt. Huh. Sagas. A cut above this, two cuts above this. To be fair, I think Saga art is really, really. The good. art was nice, but it yeah. it was just very still. Yeah. Even when they were moving, it just felt like a pose. It didn't feel like actual movement. Yeah. Um, Scott, you've been quiet again. You're you're, you're looking at the. Yeah, I'm just looking back and just... just looking back and forth on the book now, just flicking through, and I think like the most notable uh, scene art wise. Is the fight uh, with Omni Man and and Invincible against those aliens that just pop up out of that portal and just wow. age really quickly and then just leave? Um, it is you know there's a lot going on and it's it's good to look at and um, I think what I found with uh, a lot of the art going on was because there wasn't a lot of dialogue we would just go in. Well, personally, I was just going panel, 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 panel. And my eyes were just, you know, flitting between each one, going really quick. I was understanding what was going on, but because of the lack of words or they were very minimal words, uh, I was finding myself going through the pages really, really quickly. Um, but art-wise, this is the scene that um, sticks with me because the most happened mm. action-wise, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, other than that page... There wasn't a lot to draw your eye in to like like take a few seconds longer to no. look at something. Sure, there wasn't like you, yeah. It's like once you see the, the invincible himself, you see Omni Man, you know what they look like, and then yeah. you see every panel. There's nothing else to draw you in to look at. Like for instance, on the page I'm looking at, it's you know we have um, the middle panel is the biggest one. There's invincible. There's Omni Man. There's like an orange gradient background, and then there's two explosions. Mm -hmm. Then below that, there's invincible with an orange gradient background and then Omni-Man with a little invisible behind him with an orange gradient background and a little explosion. So yeah, I know what you mean. There's, it tells you what's happening and that's fine. But if you want the reader to not finish a book in 20 minutes, four issues in 20 minutes, I prefer, like personally, I like to feel like I'm getting my, uh, my bang for my buck if I'm 20 minutes per issue, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's value for money, I guess, for me. Um, so to be able to do that, you know, the whole four issues, I didn't read in 20 minutes, you know, I, I took, try to take my time, but it was 
quick. Everyone can say it was quick. No one can say it wasn't. Yeah. Well, see, as we are already describing some pages, mm. um, this is the perfect segue. Segue? Segue? Segue. <laughs> I don't know. Just making up words myself. This is the perfect uh, way into discussing our pages. And um, Kev sent us one on as usual, um, as he does most weeks. Folks, anyone who does watch live or listen to the podcast, if you want, if you've read along, you want to you know, showcase a page of your own choosing, be sure to hit us up on Instagram and send it to us. And we, we will show it here and give it a, a brief discussion of why you've picked it. We're also available on Facebook Messenger as well. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have, does Kev give reasons? Scott? Yeah, very little reason. Very quick. Well, this, this is Kev. Uh, this is one of the, the fight scenes as, as we spoke of. So, uh, yeah, this was in that fight scene yeah, that I was talking about. And Kev says, uh, this page just felt like a fun Jack Kirby-esque superhero action mm. scene. Yeah, you can see that. Yeah. yeah. Like the big jaw as well. Yeah. Like I love Jack all Kirby. the sound effects. Yeah, yeah, I'm loving the lettering. But really I'm cool. not loving the lack of detail behind. I know yeah. they're out in the middle of nowhere, but a cloud. Yeah. Maybe a plane One. in the background. Oh, some explosion clouds. You have some explosion clouds. And... <laughs> yeah, but I think that's the theme throughout the whole book. Like this is probably the most detailed. Um, I'm trying to think of any other scenes. Maybe the scene whenever Omni Man was given his kind of backstory. There was maybe more detail in the background yeah. Yeah. through like the city and stuff. But other than that, this is what you get through the most of the book. Just kind of plain bland backgrounds. Um, even when they're like in school and they're in the house, whatever. They're just they do seem very like there's a lot of blank space that could be utilized in some way without being crowded of course but still <laughs> um shane um talk about blank bland backgrounds you went for a blue color a blue tone i did but i picked it because of the actual page and what's happening i just i like seeing someone enjoy their powers you don't see it mm. enough you know someone just having fun just grateful for his powers he's not whiny he's not complaining that he's now got this responsibility he's having fun and he's flying and he loves it and i just i appreciate that you don't see that enough nowadays yeah and for the guys watching live on youtube uh, if you want to know what i was talking about with the nose look at the bottom panel like this extra squiggly line at the tip of his nose. This was quite prevalent throughout and quite a few characters too. And I just don't know why. Like what, what like what's the reason? And, and his elbow um, in the top in the top panel as well. You can see the yeah, spiral just, on his oh, elbow. <laughs> oh, it's, that's this I, I like this page too. I like the tone of it, I like the thing. It's cool, like see yeah. enjoying his powers for the first time, but like those squiggly lines, come on. I don't know why, they just just kind of ruin ruin it for me slightly. Um, yeah, great page. Uh, Martin, oh, hold on, two seconds. Martin, another fight scene. Yeah, I, I like this page because this is one of the first ones where you see him in his uh, his first homemade suit that he makes. I like a, I like when you see a superhero story. You see that build up of the character becoming that character that you want. You're, you're getting to read at the end, you know. So this is his you know, first time out wearing his homemade suit. It gives me like a little bit of uh, not Spider-Man Homecoming where he's in his like jumper and you know yeah yeah that's what I got from this. I like the action. You know, you get to see a few words in there, which is a lot more uh, detailed than some other pages. We've got a little bit of background. We've got a fence. You know, the building. <laughs> There's a little bit more than blank space. He drew um, wooden panels. Uh, <laughs> well, we did say give us something, you know. Yeah. Um, but see the bottom panel and. and I'm a big fan of Daniel Warren Johnson and those kind of action lines that he's drawn in just yeah. reminds me of Daniel Warren Johnson. He likes that a lot with the kind of big uh, sound effects as well. Not quite in the same par as Daniel Warren Johnson, but still, yeah, this is, this is a cool page. Um, mm. What was this guy's name again? He doesn't get named in this, does he? No. No. Um, he's used the sound effect boom twice on the same page, and that's a bit of a no-no for me. Oh, if you, cool. if you can't think of four sound effect names on one page. <laughs> he's moved the DOs. He's like, boom. <laughs> yeah, it's different. It's still well, that's because he couldn't but... fit it. Yeah, yeah, but that's because he couldn't fit it. If you look, he's realized that Invincible yeah. is standing too close. So he's like, oh, crap, I'll have to just twist it in. 
I've could have changed want... it to boom, but you know. I've always wondered, maybe Kev can answer this for us. Like, so the sound effects, is that part of the art and the pencils and ink, or is that the letterer does that? Do you know? Mm. I never really thought about this. Art. It's behind stuff, so it's got to be the art, surely. That's what I would think. But like you're saying, if it didn't fit this in, like surely if he's right, if he's drawing the whole thing, he would like portion it correctly. It's kind of like you, you know where you have like uh, you want to write some big. You know, if I want to write some something really big on my piece of paper, massive yeah. letters, and I start really confidently, and as I'm going <laughs> along, yeah. everything just gets smaller, so I can squeeze in everything. Maybe, stuff. Yeah. maybe that's what had to happen. Possibly, but. Um, no, I mean, again, this is one of the very few pages that actually had some detail in the background, so uh, well picked. Um, Scott and I went for the same page. Yeah, boy. Um, Scott, you take it away. Okay, so yeah, this is when uh, Omni-Man and Invincible were flying around, and uh, Omni-Man just kind of goes, there's an emergency over here, and this is where they go to find that boy with the bomb, and Omni-Man is quite merciless with him but what i like about this page is that he's like if only man flies off and goes uh try to keep up kid you know that kind of thing and what i like then is you can see invincible like really trying you see on his face he's really straining to fly as hard as he can and his dad's you know not that far away probably like 20 meters away and then next panel he's it's, it's closer up it's um he's straining even more and his dad is now 40 50 meters away you know and it's i like that that we had that kind of strain and then distance and then more strain and then more distance and it just shows the 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 power level i guess between invincible yeah. and omniman you know even though at this point i think invincible had just been he's had his powers for like a month or something at this point three weeks to a month um so it's 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 good it's good to see it's a really good visualization to to show you've got a way to go yet until you can catch up to your dad yeah i totally agree same reason i picked this mm. it shows that he is still a novice and this this page for me is one of the ones of this book that would make you want to read on like he's a novice he yeah. has to get to a certain level to be able to compete or fight with or whatever with his, with his dad so now we're, we're going to witness this and him getting better every time. So yeah, yeah. I like this kid. It's really cool. Um, um, notice his knuckles, all the spirals on his fingers. Um, no, I'm not noticing. They, they are. But, they, they are dreadful. I refuse to notice. Oh, and down here, here, this right here. So his name's Grayson, and is that not Nightwing's costume that he's wearing right there? That's Invincible's yeah. costume. Yes. That, <laughs> that, that that is Nightwing's costume. It's black and blue. Look the the, the yeah, way the no, yeah, yellow on it. Was the yellow? Well, minus the minus the yellow, but oh, go ahead. yeah, but it's like it's like if you take the Omni Man's big O away and you know it's the Superman with a mustache, you know it's just no. But if thing. I cut if I coloured that yellow in skin flesh toned, you would think that that was Grayson jumping towards that building. Grayson, you would think that that was Nightwing. <laughs> Grayson, think he was fly. jumping out of the bat wing. <laughs> he is called Mark Grayson, and he looks like Nightwing. So that's obviously <laughs> is this book? Oh come on. Is, is this uh, big complete piss take of like Superman and Nightwing? Like, is he just using like other superhero people from like the DC or whatever for his inspiration for this book? Well, obviously, everyone well, yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even hiding it, is he? But that's no. what I'm trying to say. Like Scott just realised this now. He's not hiding it. Like you're right. As he's called Mark Grayson, he looks like Nightwing. Like, and I'm not this. hiding how <laughs> frustrating that is. Just to realise. Wait till Jesus. you meet the Guardians of the Glory. Uh, I'm so dumb. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Feel, I just feel so dumb. No, I, I that don't I understand. Yeah. The Guardians of the Globe, I understand. But we haven't got to those yet in the book, so let's not. Yeah. No. So I catch up on a few comments here. Uh, Connie, who has researched on Reddit, uh, said that Corey Walker left. He's all our commitments, but he did come back for a few issues later. So there was no bad blood. That's, that's cool. I wasn't suggesting it was bad blood. I just wondered if maybe they thought they could get better hmm. possibly um and kevin is saying he is not paid to draw clouds <laughs> wasn't paid at all yeah no, he wasn't paid to draw anything <laughs> stays I'm, I'm sorry like he can't unsee that nose yeah. I, I, it's the nose and knuckles the elbows they once once you see them you're not going to unsee them 
and Kev is saying it depends. It's usually the letter that's referring to the oh. uh, the uh, sound effects on on the panel, okay. and it is one hundred percent Nightwing. Well, ninety nine percent Nightwing. There's a wee bit of yellow. That's Nightwing did have yellow there. in his original Nightwing costume, <laughs> though, didn't he? When he had his ponytail. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just annoyed at myself. Nothing against you. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're all very much in the same boat. I think we like this, but there's a lot missing. Um. And I don't know why they cho- they chose to do this kind of mini arc as as the as the first. Um, I thought we would have got something bigger. Like we know the twist and stuff. Like why can you do in the first six issues not be your volume one? Like the the guy who turns out to be the kind of main villain, the main antagonist, and this this first volume was a teacher, who I forget his name, who actually came across really nice. I quite liked him whenever he was. He first appeared, he was teaching a class, and he mm. basically cracked jokes about uh, uh, Grayson and um, oh, Samantha. Samantha, who's Adam Eve, is now a hero, and how they were in like boyfriend and girlfriend type of thing. And it was funny, I liked it. And then he obviously became the bad guy. And his, but his reasoning, though, was understandable. Well, no, I don't, I'm not condoning it, but yeah. at least it was a human motivation. Yeah. And so chilled as yeah. well. I've been called. Oh, just come and have a look. This is what I built earlier. It's like a blue Peter moment. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And the fact that he like I, I like the way like he knew who they were, and she arrived. Just like you're not even wearing a mask. Of course, yeah. I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> They're terrible. Those the team team are terrible because they put their names in their names. Because you have yeah. duplicate, you have Rexplode, and you have Atom Eve. It's like you put your name in your superhero name. If you've never heard of a secret identity, don't forget they're led by robot. Robot, just robot, just robot. <laughs> Not even like Robert Robot or something. <laughs> Robbie the just robot. Rob Robot. This it, this volume didn't even tell us what Atom Eve's powers were. We never see her use her powers apart from flight. We don't see what she can do. She puts her clothes on. Really? Fast. Yeah. <laughs> Not as fast as Invincible. Nah. He gets dressed really quick, but yeah, this, like you say, this this needed more. And I think had it ended with mm. the death of the Guardians of the Globe, that would have been like I am definitely reading the next volume. Oh, also introduce them. I mean, they mentioned them. Maybe have them on a TV screen in the background, or have <laughs> one panel of them doing something. But then have them have that death as the final page. You know. Like Omni Man appears and he's like, "Oh my God, the team's dead. We're going to have to figure out who did this." And then the government agents come in, and then it's like to end of volume one. Then that's a cliffhanger. That's like, "Yep, I'm picking up issue five. I need to know who killed it. Who's strong enough to kill an entire super team?" See what they could have done there is take some inspiration from Dark Knight Returns and have like a news broadcast. You know, tell the you know, the, the Guardians of the Globe and you know. Have some well, the mother was at home all day, she should have been watching the news to see like what her husband's doing, but it's also telling you about the other super teams, what they're doing. Yeah. We have uh, Tiago, Tiago, I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly. And hey, guys, is it by the way, Scott is loving your post on Instagram? Ah, oh, thanks. And he is, is saying that uh, Invincible is one of his all time favorites, and even though he understands and agree with what everything we're saying, it hurts his feelings. But it gets really fun. Hope you don't drop it. And this is the thing: I have purchased the first five hardcovers. I'm not dropping this. I I am going to read on. I really want to buy them. Because oh. again, <laughs> listen to the you know even the comments here and, and like speaking to all the people in the community who who collect the books, they they they, they really rate this title as a really standout, really good title. So it's obviously is it something. one of those things though? Is it like? Like you buy into the hype, but then you get let down. But because you spent so much money on it, you still go, "Yeah, it's really great." And you're just justifying <laughs> it for yourself, just like to... you're refusing to acknowledge your buyer's yeah. remorse. Thing yeah. you're like, you're like, no, no, I, you know, yeah, I've spent a hundred pound on this, and it's it's amazing. It's it's a really good series, and you should definitely go and do the same thing that I did, so I can feel better about myself. I mean, is it's... is that is that what's going on, or? <laughs> 
it could be. Good. It could be, but the fact is that we don't know for these first four issues. That's that's the problem. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I've no you, doubt this gets better. I've no doubt at all because the, oh, you know you don't get a TV show from a terrible comic exactly. book series. Yeah, the TV show you know, is amazing. Yeah, the TV show is fantastic. So I've no doubt this gets better. Unfortunately, we can only judge it on these first four issues. Yes. So we're not judging the whole story, which will obviously get better because we know the twists are coming and they're going to be fantastic to read, you know, to see the build-up in comic form rather than mm. have it on screen. But as a volume one, as just these four issues in 2023, when we have so many indie books that we can choose from with superheroes mm. and, you know, alternate versions of Justice League and X-Men, and we have all that. In 2023, volume one doesn't stand up on its own and that's all we're judging it on we're not judging the entire story it's just this four issues and i wonder like for robert kirkman like why did he choose to go down this road to have it like this like as a comment said earlier on that the people above pushed that big twist they moved it forward because they they thought it was getting they were losing people were losing interest in it so why is a creative choice that he waits so long to give us something? Um, Do you think he was guaranteed a certain number of issues? Like if they told him, like, we want you to do a comic book series, you're guaranteed 20 issues. After that, it's down to sales. Then maybe he's like, right, 20 issues. I've got a 20 issue story. I can drag it out as long as I want. I know I'm getting to issue 20. But then because it went for 144, I don't think he would try to drag it out for 20. Do, do you know what I mean? He, no, but no, I'm just saying, like, if he, if you're guaranteed a certain number of issues, yeah. you can take your time to build to any story you want. Whereas if you're working to sales, you know, after mm. issue six of a book, if you haven't hit your mark, they're not bringing out issue seven. If it's not selling, you're fired. It's as simple as that. But if they told him you have X amount of issues guaranteed, and so he's like, right, I've got this 130 issue story. I can take my time telling this story. But then they came to him at issue 12 and was like, you've got to speed things up. People are losing yeah. interest. Well, you're still guaranteed X amount, but bring the story forward a bit. What I also think, um, okay, so either if they, if they want to, for this story, what we got with the teacher and the students missing and, and the explosion stuff, if that's your first arc, surely you could, could have add, added more to it. We give us more of the teacher. But also what what I found is like the big moments, like him picking his costume, the first time he flies, um, the first time he flies with his dad, whilst they were cool, they they could have been bigger, a bit more grander or something. You know what I mean? Like if this was a Marvel book or a DC book, you would have a big splash page or something. Or it would just mm. feel bigger. I just feel yeah. like it, it didn't do that here. And I could have done no. I mean, If I had done that, this volume would have felt more, more yeah. full. His powers should have kicked in when he needed them, not when he was just using them. Like he just steps off the ledge to fly and he flies. Like, no, that should have happened when he needed to fly. You know, like someone, he's fighting someone on a rooftop and they go flying off the roof and all of a sudden he can, you know, and his flight kicks in. You know, things like that. His super strength should have kicked in when he was going home from work and monsters attack downtown, gets a car gets thrown at him and he just does that and the car just bounces straight off him you know something to activate his powers rather than him just get them and he just has them yeah. now because there was no moment where he kind of looked like he was going to be like defeated or you know killed or whatever and you're right if you show him in a moment of vulnerability and that's when his powers kick in and even then he still doesn't understand them so like it's like spider-man like goes to the top of a building and jumps jumps off to try and like like a leap of faith type of thing like there was nothing like that there was no kind of issue one age. should end with him falling off a building you know yeah. and he's like and then issue two starts and his flight kicks in and then you at the end of every issue you put him in peril that's mm. how you end each each volume should end with your hero or someone in peril so that the next you you then have anticipation for the next issue that's how a comic book keeps you coming back because you need to know what happens to these characters. But this just felt like four things, four, four issues. Like there's no stopping point that makes you want to come back to it. Yeah. Oh, you... Not in a horrible way, just there's yeah. nothing that makes you rush back that that's, 
on your pool list and I'm reading that on Wednesday when that comes out because I need to know what happened to Invincible. Did you not find there wasn't enough building for Invincible and Omni-Man over these four issues? Because I think we got a lot of characters for four issues. You know, we've got a team. We've got the two main characters, the mum, villains, you know, school kids. There's a lot of characters have been chucked in in four issues, but I would quite happily have just had four issues dedicated to building Invincible mm. and Omni-Man, flush out those stories of him in his early days, give everything what you're saying there, building up his powers, stretch this out to eight issues. Give us, give us everything you wanted to give us, but give us double the amount of issues on this arc to flush those things out. And you can see why the TV show dragged it more than what these issues, and it worked it's the same as what we've said with a lot of other TV shows that we've watched and we've read the comics after. They seem to flush them out so much more and they give us what we wanted from the book, which is a shame, especially for a first volume anyway. I feel like hmm. what comes to this show and this stream, like we're almost like cursed when it comes to like reading the book after the TV show. Hmm. You know, we've done it quite a few times this season alone and this is again another one of those that for me the TV show stands out Miles ahead of this, Grand was one of the first four books. Um, what you said there, Martin, too, with the with the kind of Omni Man and Father and Son story, like fleshing it out, like none of the relationships would be like even with the mum, Omni Man, um, I forget the mum's name, terrible remembering details, um, Grayson and his mum, and Grayson and, and Eve, like they're there, but they've just they've just showed us them. Like here, here's all the toys to play with. Here they are. Come back later on, and they're going to get better. So, do you know what I mean? They, they happen to like give us enough of their relationships, and you know, even like listen, spoiler. We know what happens with Omni Man. Um, like there was no even like hint of like he could be what he becomes. Maybe like an evil look, an evil glare, maybe snaps at something, you know, there was nothing like that at all to even plant that little seed. And I think, again, if you're reading this for the first time in single issues or in trade paperback, if that was in this book, that's another thing to go, ah, oh, something's going to happen here. I need mm. to stay on this type of thing. I feel like it misses that too. Yeah. And, um, it just, and the main story, well, it wasn't even a main story, the exploding kids, like, these kids that are just getting turned into human bombs was just so overlooked. Like you see the kid explode and it's like, Oh, the kid exploded. Okay. Um, they don't look into it until they like, until he figures it out. They don't really look into it. They're not trying to discover who's kidnapping these kids. It just falls into their lap. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, it's, it seems like a pointless thing to just get him to have that action scene. Or that mm. flying, like they wanted to start the book with him flying with him, and they wanted to end the book with that, and it just seemed really, really pointless and kind of, kind of a bit off-putting, like that you would just treat these kids as just disposable things that no one cares about in this universe, not even the heroes. I thought, oh, they've got kids that explode. They've got a guy called Rexplosion or Rexplodes. What's his name? Rexplodes. Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna be the one that saves the day, or he's gonna absorb the explosion and save the final kid yeah. but no kid wakes up and he's just like in an ambulance at the end i guess they're just going to take the bomb off him hmm. no one cares they, they they can't wait to get out of there as well She's like eve is like yeah well i'm going back to headquarters if you want to come with me and he's like no i've got dinner i've got to go it's like you don't even want to make sure the kid get you've just exploded a guy over the arctic <laughs> And you've saved a kid. You don't even want to make sure he gets to the hospital okay or see if ask anyone if he's going to make it. You're just like, no, I've got dinner. Bye. Like, they, they just don't care. It feels like the boys. They feel like the the seven from the boys. You know, they did oh, okay. not care about human life. I, I got the same vibes as, as the seven from the boys. Yeah, certainly. Um, Pete's saying maybe the fact that they didn't hint at Omni-Man uh, is what makes the turn such a great twist, possibly. Um, yeah, but you need to... I feel like you should hint at these things like there was you should be able to figure it out like when it happens you should be like so mm. that's why and that's why that yeah. explains so much but if he literally just turns in issue 12 i would put the book down and i'd be like well i'm not i'm not reading this anymore yeah. and see we've mm -hmm. had this discussion in previous shows where I, i'm the same as you should i like to have little hints and you think something's gonna happen 
but Scott, you're different. You just want to be told at the time it happens. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm happy to just go go for the ride. I just I just turn off and I just read. You know. So Scott on issue twelve would be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I would. And me and honestly, Phil would be like, "I knew it." Yeah, <laughs> called it an issue halfway through issue two, like. Martin, what camp do you sit on there? Are you, are you, do you like? To, I can't remember what you said before. Do you like to have the little breadcrumbs and hints and things? I like the, I like the breadcrumbs to be there, but I don't like to pick them all up on the first read. I like that surprise, but then I like to maybe go back and go, oh, hang on, there's something I didn't pick that up first time out. You know, I think I see both camps on this one because I completely understand both. I like the surprise, but I do want to see the breadcrumbs as well. I do think we saw one little breadcrumb, and that's purely the look on Omni Man's face when he was fighting those. You could see the anger in his face oh, yeah. on one of those pages. Knowing what we know, that's a very minimal breadcrumb. But you would have probably over I would have overlooked that reading it through first time. So yeah. Yeah, but then yeah. that that sort of gets negated at the end when he's telling them what happened to him and he's been gone a couple months and, and he doesn't look shit. angry. Yeah. yeah, he looks depressed mm. and he looks mm. sad. And so then that would negate any anger that you saw. And he's like, he should have looked furious in that final panel. Like, I can't believe I let them do that to me for so long. Mm. Yeah. I'm surprised for such a a quick short story that we've actually got to the 57th minute mark. I'm surprised <laughs> that we, yeah. we got that far because I thought yeah, we would face really early. Um, Peter and or sorry, Triple D took comics and Tiago were having a discussion there about the trip paperback and how they read the compendium. If you if you you know if you're watching or listening and you haven't read this, you you want to, I'd certainly suggest don't listen to the like the negative we're saying as this as if the series is bad. Don't kind of judge the whole series based on what we discussed here tonight. The first trip paperback is maybe not the best way to go, not the best way to read this. Certainly look at the oversized hardcovers, look at the compendiums. Or else, just like read like the first three or four <laughs> trade paperbacks yeah. in one in one go. Get up to make... issue twelve at least before yeah. you judge it. <laughs> but that's that'll bring an end to our discussion. Really, we just need to get our our final thoughts and scores. Nice, any guys in the chats? So if you've uh, if you read along, give us your score. We will collate them up and add them up ours and see where this comes on the leaderboard. And uh, I am not playing funny buggers this week because I, you know, I, I don't think I can stand by it. <laughs> so let's get the all important uh verdicts. Um Martin, do you wanna go first? Tell first us first out the gate again. <laughs> oh, that's right. okay. No, it's all right. Um just I think one clockwise. <laughs> I think this just isn't enough. I'm judging it as a first volume. This wasn't enough. I didn't feel like I got enough of this story to really give it a proper score. Going off what you said. I feel like I've got to read the first OHC now. I have to read this to give myself a proper score of what this is because this is really difficult for me to give a score on because it just wasn't enough. The artwork, yeah, we did say that it had its issues, but I'm willing to look past them because I feel this story is going to give me so much more. Um, I, I did like the characters, even though I just didn't feel it was uh, fleshed out enough. Um I've got to be really harsh with it though, unfortunately, because we are only judging the first four issues. So I'm going to give this a 6.5. Nice. Nice. Cool. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, same. This there, There's not enough here. This, is, this isn't an appetizer. This is an amuse-bouche. This is like one of those <laughs> tiny little hors d'oeuvres that you get and you're like, mm, how many of them can I fit in my mouth? More than just this one. This is... Sadly, I feel really bad because I'm in the same camp as Martin. I'm going to score this harshly, but I'm only scoring issues one to four. And I know for a fact this is going to get better. I 100% know this will get better. And had we read two volumes, if we if we do on sequels month, maybe, or a viewer's choice, read the second volume, it could even score it higher. But unfortunately, judging just these four issues, I have to give it a six, to be fair. Nice. Nice. Scott, uh, I thought this was a foundation. That's it. Um, no, uh, the, <laughs> the art, the art um, showed what was necessary 
and what was what needed to be conveyed for the reader to know what's happening but there was no extra like you know there was no pizzazz there was no little judge there was no sprinkles of detail in the background it was you know most of the time it was either a plain background or a gradient of an orange a blue whatever um i did enjoy what we got for the story but obviously wasn't substantial enough like because this was four issues it kept making me think of the power rangers trades that i get and they're all four issues long and they leave me more satisfied than this so we know what can happen and what what how you know if you could that you can get a good story or a really substantial story from four issues um so i'm kind of basing it around that but i am also um going to give this a six cool six Six, six, evil. Six point <laughs> six point five from Martin. Um, Deeper, I, I just thought of an unconventional analogy, which I'm going to use. Um, so bear with me. It's like baking a cake, right? You've got your big baking bowl. You've got your your butter and your sugar and your eggs and your flour, and your baking powder and your you know vanilla and your raisins all sitting here in the little bowl. I know how to make cake. a cake. Like yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He wants to put raisins in it. Eh? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not right. So, so far this book, all this has done has put the butter and the sugar together, and you're only just starting to cream that up. You haven't got the, the right consistency yet, right? Potentially, you could throw the egg in, and I could get scrambled, right? Or potentially, you can grow or make something spectacular. Now, in issue twelve, I'm going to remove the raisins and bring in chocolate chips to make a nicer cake. Uh, but, this is where I'm going with this. I know it's I told you unconventional, guys. Bear with me. But that's right, Matt. Yeah. So it does feel and Scott me actually mentioned earlier on, like a, like a pilot episode. That's what this feels like. like the yeah. foundation, the introduction, and you know, just like those eggs and sorry, those that that butter and sugar creaming up nicely. We'll need to get more ingredients in there to make it an actual cake. Because so far just a big mess in a bowl. <laughs> Let me message for Tarsh. But anyway, you know what I'm going with. So I sticking with the guys here. I am also going to go with a six. Um, just because I feel like five is too harsh. Because mm. there's enough here to want me to read on. Mm. But I, I don't know. I, I don't think I could stand over anything greater than the six because there's not a lot here to really judge. So that's six across the board. Martin obviously six point five from us, us guys here. We've uh, got four scores in the chat. There is one from Facebook as well. Oh, is that Brian? Yeah. Okay. One from Brian. Well, the first person to give us a score was Steve. He also scored a 6 out of 10 for the first four issues. And the fact he's, he's wrote the first four issues, I gather he obviously knows that he would score higher with the more that goes along. Uh, KF, same thing. These first four issues, he did have a 6.5. Connie has given it a 5.5. It's felt insubstantial. And Liam has given it a 6. Out of 10. Um, what did Brian score? Uh, can I read out his yes, certainly. thing as well? So he says, um, I was shocked after all I had heard about Invincible being so amazing that this is how it started. Uh, as I read through it, I thought the hype for the book does not seem warranted. As I kept reading through, I found I was growing to like the book more. The story was simple but well-paced and had moments of humour throughout. Um I was not a fan of the art style, and it felt like it was a Kickstarter or a Zoop release for an, from an unknown creator. Forgetting that it's a long-running series and treating it like a new release, I would say it did enough to engage me and make me wonder what was coming next. There were a few little bits that left some questions in my mind, had a bit of, uh, of an early Spider-Man feel to parts uh, of it, just a bit more updated. 6.5. Nice. All right. We're all around the same, the same area, which is which is nice. So, with the guys, the chat, and Brian, um, the herd average is six point one. Add that with my six, Scott six, Shane six, and Morton six point five. That gives us an average of well, six point one again. Is that right? Do do yeah. do you concur, Scott? I Excellent. do. So six point one for Invincible Volume One. Let's see where that comes on. The leaderboard, if I can find it. Does it reach the, does it make the top ten? I don't think it does. Not quite. But not too far off it. 
obviously we're going to the bottom half 6.1 oof it's quite low down 16th is yeah, that right our, yeah our first 6.1 of the year of the season nice nice which you know like disclaimer i've said before above six is still a good score for any book but i, I do feel like this will get better so please don't mm. be thinking oh it's 6.1 i'm not gonna read that then by all means read the first 12 issues and then tell us what you think so that is Invincible Volume 1. Um, coming up this week of the Nerd Herd, we have a bit more Invincible. So tomorrow night, 7pm, Kev, showing us how to draw Invincible. And look mm. at that nose. Like, look at that beautiful nose. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> good. Well done. This is how you draw Invincible. Yeah. That is. I had, to, I had to draw Invincible better than the person who drew <laughs> And can we just PM. point out that both of them were not paid to draw that in their in respective Invincibles, and yeah, one of them did a hell of a lot better job. <laughs> but if you do want to pay Kev for his video, then just like and share and subscribe. <laughs> nice. Please. Pay with love, yes. So that'll be 7pm tomorrow, Thursday the 20th of April. Um, but next week, do we have it actually? Uh, yeah. We do. What are we reading? I wonder this let's see. So Scott, your pick, take it away. It's my pick, baby. We're actually finishing a series. We're finishing Skyward. We're reading Skyward Volume 3. Uh, it's called Fix the World out in 2019, and it's covering the last five issues, issue eleven to issue fifteen. Uh, I'm really excited. Um, it's it's a really interesting concept, and I'm just so glad that we're going to finish the whole story. And I feel like this is going to be one of the few sequeled books that we're actually finishing. So I'm, I'll be happy to see what the overall overall score is of this entire story, as well as what we score these next five issues. I love that because that that was one of your aims, wasn't it, at the start of this year to actually finish? Yes, ah, I'm pumped. Yeah. yeah. For anyone, Looking... sorry, for anyone that hasn't read volumes one and two, last time when we done volume two, I read volume one, two, and three. So it can be done. If you have not done it, it can be done, and it is a great story. So definitely dive into one and two if you want to join us for volume three. It, it is fairly quick, but not as quick as this. You will spend a bit more time on that than you yeah. than, than you did for these first four issues. So uh, yeah, thanks very much, everyone, for watching us live. Thanks for watching the replay thanks for the listeners in the podcast all our details and social medias are down below because it was mentioned that scott this has been very active this week which is what's his nice instagram i'm not as active um <laughs> some, sometimes but yeah check us all out check out kev's video tomorrow and we will see you next week for um skyward volume three get your ears out bye bye everyone <laughs> love you